Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and Declan Goff. It's another Tale of the Tape episode here where we compare the Vikings to other contenders around the NFL, size them up through different categories. And we'll do that Vikings-Eagle style in just a second. But a quick word and a thank you to Dennis Kirk. Dennis Kirk has been supporting Score North throughout the past few months. And it's been a crazy last few months. The one thing you know you can still do is get out and ride. And with the weather being amazing this summer so far, your motorcycle is ready for riding season this summer. Be sure to visit DennisKirk.com, which is a Minnesota-based worldwide retailer of parts, accessories, and apparel for avid bikers of all kinds. DennisKirk.com. Order by 8 p.m. Get it tomorrow. And $89 orders ship free. Again, DennisKirk.com. Thanks for supporting Purple Daily here and the Score North YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Score North. Gentlemen, we do these episodes comparing the Vikings to other teams around the NFL, other potential contenders. We've done all of the NFC North. We've done the Saints, the Buccaneers, a couple other NFC teams. Today's episode revolves around the Philadelphia Football Eagles. We're going to go coach, quarterback, total offense, total defense, total team. And we just uh, simply say which one we think Vikings or Eagles has the advantage. Coach, Doug Peterson or Mike Zimmer? Who are you taking? Judd's okay. I'm going to take Peterson, and here's why. Offensive guy, won a Super Bowl, kicked Zim's ass six ways to Sunday yeah. uh, in the 2017 NFC title game. Um, I don't think there's a huge difference here, just to be clear, okay? So I'm not saying that I'd run to Doug and say, Mike, you stink. Um, I think Mike is very good at what Mike does. I think the Super Bowl, the fact that the the Eagles uh, picked apart Zimmer's defense thoroughly in that uh, conference championship game, and the fact that the starting point of this whole thing is Peterson is an offensive guy. And in 2020, if I think that you are a good offensive guy or defensive guy, I'm going to skew offense. So for all of those reasons if i have to do a check mark i'm gonna give the check mark to peterson yeah. although it's not definitively he is way better he would get my vote and if i had to hire a coach today and my choice was those two i would hire doug i really like doug peterson uh, i think he's a pretty innovative coach and yes when it mattered most doug peterson kicked the crap out of the vikings in the nfc championship game that being said the last two times mike zimmer and the vikings have come out on top both at philadelphia and in at u.s bank stadium um, I'm a big Mike Zimmer guy. I've I've defended him pretty thoroughly throughout throughout these last few shows. But I, when I look at what the NFL is trending towards in 2020, I do have to tip my hat and give it to Doug Peterson. But it's awfully close. 
but I just think Doug Peterson's style and, and, the, and his gutsiness, too. I, I love that he's not afraid to go for it on fourth down and get unique on play-calling play situations. i got to go with Doug Peterson. You know, this is tough because Doug Peterson has a Super Bowl, and like Judd said, Doug Peterson hung one of the most embarrassing losses, maybe, maybe the most embarrassing loss of Mike Zimmer's head coaching career on Zimmer. And uh, it was it was just it, not only was it a physical mismatch in a lot of ways, but it was it was a chess match mismatch in that NFC championship game. And until Mike Zimmer is able to get that back, either get it back directly on the Eagles in a postseason game or get it back by just going and winning a Super Bowl. It's hard to not say Doug Peterson. But then you look at the last two years in Philadelphia, they've had a ton of injuries and I get that. And they've you know, they, they just haven't had a cupboard full of offensive weapons. Um, and it, and in some ways they've underperformed going nine and seven and nine and seven, but it, it'll be interesting to see if they have a fuller allotment of healthy players in 2020. What Doug Peterson and company can do, and we'll get to some of the like offense and defense and where we rank uh, Vikings versus Eagles. But because Doug Peterson has won a Super Bowl and and dismantled Mike Zimmer and the Vikings in that NFC Championship game. Until Mike Zimmer proves otherwise, I got to give it to Doug Peterson here. So second tail of the tape item, quarterback, Carson Wentz or Kirk Cousins? We'll take contract out of it. It's just straight up who's the better quarterback, Judd Zilgat. And it's for this year, correct? Uh, yes. So like right yep. now, what I'm thinking. Um, all right. So I've gone back and forth since I, I saw that we were going to do this segment on this very question. Because, I, again, I think it's a little bit difficult. And, and there's certainly factors in both the quarterback's favors and against both quarterbacks. Um, Kirk Cousins is 31. Wentz is 27. Kirk Cousins stays healthy a lot. Wentz, Wentz in four years has missed eight games. He he did get hurt in the playoff game. He got a concussion against the Seahawks last year. Um, he did play in all 16 regular season games last year, which is key. But he certainly battled uh, some significant injury problems for a guy who is 27. All right. So if I put the entire stew together, and again, I must pick one, and, and this is going to be close. I am actually going to go Wentz, and here's part of the reason why. Last year, gentlemen, he threw for 4,039 yards, 27 touchdowns, and had seven picks, and he had no receivers, basically. Yeah. His receiving core was a joke. It was basically Zolgad, Mackey, Declan on the depth chart. It, it was that bad. Um, th- the guys that he did have got hurt. Now, yes, he did have guys like Zach Ertz, a tight end, um, yeah, Ertz is who's dead. very, very good. I mm-hmm. get that. But as far as the um, outside receiver weapons... It was very, very small, and Carson Wentz still threw for 4,000-plus yards. I think that Carson Wentz is improving, and I think that if the Eagles had come in with a coherent defensive game plan to U.S. Bank Stadium last year, which they did not, thank you very much, Jim Schwartz, Carson Wentz impressed me, and I think they win that game. All of that being said, in watching these QBs play, if you ask me the simple question, Judd, which one do you think of these two can win a Super Bowl? I think Carson Wentz is, I think he can. Kirk Cousins, to me, is uh, he's going to put up good stats, but he ain't going to win a Super Bowl. I'm taking Carson Wentz. I think they're pretty similar. They're in the almost, they probably are in the same tier of quarterbacks if you were to break it down that way. Um, Carson Wentz is, I think, a really good athlete, but he has struggled to stay healthy. He also fumbles a ton, 16 fumbles last year for Carson Wentz. And I know that used to be a big problem with Kirk, but I do think he's gotten better at that. And I, I just have to go with Kirk Cousins. And I don't know if it's just because of the raw numbers and the box score. And, you know, I, I know that that's the misconception with Kirk. That's always the box score versus the eye test. It, it never meshes together. 
But I, I, I'm going to take Kirk Cousins. I just think he's a more competent quarterback than Carson Wentz. Boy, they both, there's a lot of similarities here. Yeah. I mean, Wentz is a little bit more mobile, although he's had, he's, his mobility has also cost him games due to injury. And so uh, that might actually be a detriment to him with some of the missed games. Um, they both wilt a little bit in big situations sometimes. You know, Carson Wentz to this point in his career, so he's played in 56 games. He actually only has six fourth quarter comebacks in 56 games. So he's not a, he's not exactly Mr. put a team on his back late in the game either. But then you go back to who is he throwing to last year and who's he going to throw to this year? I mean, Alshon Jeffrey is another year older. Deshaun Jackson is another year older. They drafted three guys, right? They did draft and I'm wide not saying receivers. that they're going to step in, but yep. I, I think that's the eventual hope. A lot of question marks there with age and youth. Yep. Uh, well, age on both sides of the coin. Yep. All of that said, my gut tells me Carson Wentz. It's like, it's not a hill that I would die on necessarily, but uh, my gut says that Carson Wentz has another level yet, and he's only 27 years old. He has another level to get to that Kirk Cousins just probably doesn't. And I could see Carson Wentz being a guy that actually carries a team and carries an offense and and maybe elevates a bad offensive line, etc. I don't see Kirk Cousins as elevating all of those things. Not that Wentz is doing it a ton right now. Like, yeah, they went 9-7 and seven with no wide receivers, and that's awesome. Um, so I'm giving the slight edge here to Carson Wentz. I think that's fair. Okay, let's let's into total offense, which is kind of a, a combination of quarterback and all these other things. But what do you think? Total offense, tail the tape, Vikings or Eagles? This is as close, I think, of exercise as we've done between two teams when it comes to the tail of the tape, Vikings or Team X. All right, so again, being clear, this is for 2020. Yes. All right? I like Carson Wentz more than Kirk Cousins. I said that. I'm not going back on that. All of that being said, the Eagles' unknowns outside of the quarterback on offense make me nervous. To your point, Phil, that they've got... Um, three receivers that are going to step in who they drafted, but we don't know if they're going to be impactful in 2020. They've got um, an older group who we don't know if they can stay healthy. Dalvin Cook is the superior of all of the backs that we're going to talk about here. Offensive line, I'd probably, I would give the edge to the to Philadelphia. Um, but I, I'm going to take the Vikings based on, I think right now, there's just more stability of knowns. Mm-hmm. And when Philadelphia, when it comes to skill positions, and Ertz is a great player, but the Vikings have tight ends who I don't hate, for sure. They're pretty good. I, I mean, I do think that Irv Smith Jr. in 2020 is uh, is poised to take a significant step and become a damn good player. So I'm taking the Vikings in this exercise based on really one thing. Known, known players at skill positions, to me, the Vikings have an edge right now. And that's important. But this, again, this is incredibly close. It's, Dex? it's close, but I, I, I think the Vikings definitely have the edges with Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook, and you know what you have there. You also got Alexander Madison, who's a capable backup running back. You have two tight ends and Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith, who are pretty solid as well. Obviously, the Eagles are, are in the long play here to try to rebuild that offense around Carson Wentz, and maybe in, in a year or two it might be better than the Vikings. But when I look at the overall infrastructure, the only thing that really stands out for the Eagles versus the Vikings is their offensive line. Obviously, I think the Eagles' offensive line is still pretty dang good, or at least better than the Vikings' is. So that's the only thing that really stands out from Philadelphia's side. So I, I would take the Vikings' offense over Phillies on most situations. So, yeah, the, the Eagles last season, according to Pro Football Focus, had the third-best graded offensive line in the NFL overall. 
on the number one graded run blocking offensive line in the league. Yep. And um, they return Jason Kelsey. Uh, they return Jason Peters. At guard instead of tackle. Yep. They return, I believe, Brandon. Nope. Um, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, and uh, Jason Peters for sure. And then uh, Isaac is a pronounced uh, Samalo. So they do return four starters from last year's offensive line that was one of the best in the NFL. I would take the Eagles' offensive line over the Vikings' offensive line. Yep. I would take the Vikings' weapons over the Eagles' weapons. Yep. And then it's kind of a coin toss at quarterback. And so what do you value more, offensive line or weapons? Well, the Eagles' weapons were so bad last year, mm-hmm. I almost lean Vikings because I think the gap between Vikings' weapons, Eagles' weapons, even even adding back in a couple of these veterans yep. um, and subtracting Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook are so good and, and two of the top at their position – and I really think the Vikings have two tight ends that could be threats in the passing game. Um, to me, it's a slight and schematics too. I think Gary Kubiak, very, 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 very slight edge Vikings offense. But I will not die on that hill either. And don't forget too, the Vikings offensive line can run block, so they're not a complete train wreck. Right, they Pass- can't run block as good as the Eagles did last no, year. No, no, but-, but but they can do it. And so yeah, I think if and by twenty one, this might have changed completely. By by then, mm-hmm. we, we might say Philadelphia in a landslide. But I just think given the knowns of right now, I'm going to take the team that has the weapons that I trust more. And F- Philly is more a work in progress. The Vikings, um, skill position-wise, are knowns. But you're right, the offensive line and when it comes to protecting the quarterback scares you a little bit yeah. more. Miles Sanders is a bit of a wild card. He was yes, a second-round exactly. draft pick for Philadelphia last year. Exactly. And he was very good. Jordan Howard's gone. Declan's gone. My guy. Yep. So Miles Sanders actually Howard was started it? 11 of the games. but So kind of, I mean, we think Miles Sanders is good. I don't know if he's Dalvin Cook good, but he has to prove it in 2020. Mm-hmm. So total defense, tail of the tape, Judd Zilgad. This again is... <laughs> These teams are pretty close. This again yeah. is... These teams are pretty okay, close. Okay, okay. This, this actually has cost me some sleep because <laughs> I can't decide... I like what Zim does. Mike Zimmer's defenses are flat-out good. And he can coach players up, but he doesn't have time to coach them up. The cornerbacks of the Vikings scare me greatly. I think you're looking at a really, really rough start, and I don't think that's somebody's fault. I just think it's the reality of the pandemic and the players that the Vikings lost after last year. Um, Philadelphia acquired Darius Slay from Detroit, who I absolutely love. Again, going with the knowns here, going with the absolute, I know what this guy can do and that guy can do. The Vikings have a few of those guys, but not nearly as many as they used to have. I'm going to, with a very slight edge here, go Philadelphia. Philadelphia's got a little bit more. They've got, what, Fletcher Fletcher Cox, Cox. defensive tackle, who's just outstanding. The Vikings defensive tackle, I don't know, me maybe, (laughs) if I gain 20 pounds or 10 pounds or 5 pounds or I'm fat enough now. So I'm going to go, Declan, Philadelphia slightly. Mm -hmm. I don't like doing that, but I just can't answer enough questions about the Vikings. The Eagles defense in 2020 was actually a lot better than I thought it would be. Uh, that I ever thought it was. I mean, just in terms of points, they were in 15th. In terms of yards, they were 10th. Against yeah. the run, they were one of the best units in the entire league. Against the pass, they struggled. They were 21st or uh, 19th yeah. in, in yards allowed in, in, on the defensive side. Their secondary was train wrecky at certain times last year, for and sure. And the addition of Darius Slay is probably going to pa- help that and, and patchwork it a little bit. That being said, um, Mike Zimmer, still, what he was able to do with the defense and with the holes and, 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 and struggles that a lot of players had last year still turned out a top 10 defense. And Zimmer can scheme, so I'm, I'm. I will still give it to the Vikings, 
But I would not be surprised if, if like Judd's saying, it's going to be a transition year. There's going to be some lumps. There's going to be some some growing pains. Uh, but for right now, I do give a slight edge to Mike Zimmer and the defense, but I could see the Eagles definitely taking it over in 2020. Yeah, this is, man, again, you go back and just look at the four years under uh, Doug Peterson's tutelage. And the year that they won the Super Bowl, the Eagles had, in terms of like different metrics, whether it's you know yards per play allowed or total yards, they had a lot of top five, top eight metrics when they won the Super Bowl. They've largely been outside the top ten in most metrics the other three years of Doug Peterson's tenure as the coach. Um, so I guess I would lean toward Mike Zimmer in a slight coin flip here, being able to mold some of these young, inexperienced players, and then also not ignoring the fact that I think if you go line by line and layer by layer, I think the Vikings have more peak superstar talent on their defense with Daniil Hunter, Harrison Smith, um, Eric Kendricks. I just, and I mean, hell, Anthony Harris too. So I would give a slight, slight edge to Mike Zimmer and the Vikings defense here. But there's not many hills worth dying on here because these no. teams are very even. All right, so all of that no. said, total team, tail of the tape. Who are you giving the advantage to, Judd Zolget, Eagles or Vikings this season? This is as close as this has come. I'm going to give the advantage to the Vikings um, slightly until I see that Carson Wentz stays healthy consistently. I like Carson Wentz because I think there's more there. Um, Kirk Cousins, I don't think there's more there, but I think I think his peak is pretty good. Uh, if you look at the Vikings and the stability, and I can't get past the game, and, and I, I know that they were banged up. I can't get past the game at U.S. Bank Stadium when Philadelphia played here last year, how awful and stupid their game plan was. And defensively, Jim Schwartz, I don't know if he just didn't, if he was checked out or what. But, I mean, they they basically looked at their defensive weaknesses going into that game and said, let's exploit ourselves. It was absolutely stupid. So I think that in a year, Philadelphia could be really good. I think they have the elements to be good and surprise, but I haven't seen it yet. And so for now, I'm going to go, again, by the slimmest of margins, Vikings. Slim margin. Yeah, it's pretty dang close, man. Um, I think the Eagles obviously were decimated by injuries last year. They're still able to turn a 9-7 and team. Doug Peterson's a pretty good coach. Uh, I, I think Kirk Cousins is a, is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz, but I could definitely be persuaded the other direction. Um, the only thing that really stands out is I think the off- I think the Vikings' offense is better than the Eagles' offense. I, I, I do. Um, but I, I, I just have to see if Carson Wentz can stay healthy. If he plays 16 games and the weapons start to develop, I think the Eagles are back to being you know 12-4 and four and, and a very good force in the NFC. But for right now, I, I probably go with a coin flip, and I'll say Vikings. I'm going to go with just Vikings. I'm going to go Vikings as well in a slight coin flip here, and it's mostly gut, and it's, it's there's, there's just so many factors that could go either way here. A lot here. of gut on this show these days, by the way. Just to There's more gut than there, there was about four months ago. Not from Declan, show, but Mackie sure. and Judd got the gut covered. Yep. Here's the, here's the uh, interesting Vegas insider perspective here. Okay. So they've got over-under win totals for all the teams in the NFL on VegasInsider.com. And it, it all kind of skews toward the middle. Like, they don't have anyone at 14, although there might be a 14-win team. Like, they never will come in and say, over-under 13.5. So the highest over-under totals are 11.5 for the Chiefs and the Ravens, 10.5 for the Niners, Saints and Cowboys at 10. At the bottom end, Jaguars at 4.5, Washington at 5. There's a couple 5.5s. They've got the Eagles at 9.5 and, and the Vikings at 9. So yeah, that's very they've fair. They've got them both. Yes. It's, uh, they've got the Buccaneers, Patriots, Eagles, Steelers all at 9.5. They've got the Packers, Bills, Seahawks, Colts, and Vikings all at 9. 
So you've got basically nine teams, a third of the league almost, in the nine and a half to nine win range. And that's where these two teams fall. So that's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are Mackie and Judd, and you can find our other podcast as well, Mackie and Judd, um, Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, if you're looking for Twins discussions, wild playoff breakdowns, and things like action movie rewinds and old tweets exposed. See ya. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 2. I could see beyond the Black Hills and the way they called for exploration. I could feel the air, the way it paints against skin and fills hungry lungs. I could hear the way the water ran for miles and the way the bison grazed, the way our boots meet the earth as we step past expected. I could imagine my time in South Dakota, and I wish to go back because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.